Hey guys, this is Jonathan Henderson with Pressure Washing Marketing Pros, and I have the honor of having Jonathan Maynard. As you guys may know, he owns Red Door Pro Wash, like I said, Red Door Christmas Light Company, Solid Garage for Coatings. And obviously, as you guys may or may not know, if you lived under a rock, he's the CEO of the Huge Convention. So I know that was pretty long, though, Jonathan. How are you doing, though? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. No, no problem. No problem. Because like I said, you were highly requested. I know that um, you have a lot of knowledge to share today. And so I definitely want to talk about that. And I definitely want to talk about your businesses, how you operate multiple businesses, how you're able to market those businesses, build the teams. Then also, I want to talk about the huge convention, how you got started, why the huge convention is so important for exterior cleaning businesses to attend as well. Right. Sure. But um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you got started in the exterior cleaning um, business and industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I was working a nine to five job in IT and uh, I had started a kettle corn company uh, years ago and then took that, grew it, sold it, and then I got bored again. And, and so I was like, okay, let me find a way that I can go out and uh, start a company that I don't have to do nine to five. I need to keep my, my corporate job, but I also need to, to find a side hustle that's going to work. So I started actually a maid service and I had leased an office and hired some maids and the property manager was taking me around and he said, Hey, do you know anybody that pressure washes sidewalks? I need these done. And I was like, well, tell me more about the project. I said, kind of, what do you normally pay for this? And he's like, well, the last time it was like 1600 bucks, tried to call the guy, can't get him to come back out. And I looked and I was like, this almost looks like three hours worth of work. Okay. <laughs> I said, well, give me a second. So I went in and started doing some research, um, ended up buying a, a pressure washer, did the job. And I was like, oh, we might be onto something here. Uh, had some network with some uh, real estate guys and they said, hey, um, yeah, we've got houses that you can wash. I said, okay, I'll do the first one for free because obviously um, I need to figure out how to do this. And it was kind of a charity job that it was an older gentleman trying to sell his house, didn't have any money really to pay for it. But I was like, okay, I can do this. I went out and fresh washed the house. And I said, this is the worst decision I've ever made. This, this is horrible. Because uh, basically I was out there with this pressure washer, high pressure, just washing the house. No uh, SH, no, no degrees, nothing, just water, water and, and a lot of uh, enthusiasm. So um, I was like, this is bad. During that job, something ended up springing a leak. And, and uh, for some reason going into it, I thought these, you know, these machines just last forever and they could, you know, do whatever. And it's not the case. So ordered something from the power wash store. They sent it. And then a couple of days later, I get this card in the mail for a convention, not the huge convention. This was like a, an industry specific um, organization. They were having their convention. Long story short, went there, learned how to soft wash. And um, I was washing by myself nights and weekends for a few months, ended up hiring a technician, training him. He was my helper. Then I was eventually able just to sell on nights and weekends. And then he would do the jobs during the day, hire technicians, and then eventually uh, got more trucks, more technicians, didn't need my nine to five anymore. And then um, now that company runs without me. I've got a guy, uh, Jason, he runs the entire thing for me. Uh, we've got him, service managers, technicians, office staff, and it just, it runs like a top. I have to meet with them once a week for about an hour just to go over KPIs and then they're off to the races. So that's my exterior cleaning business. 
<laughs> all right, then. That's a lot to unpack. So out of all of that, I do want to ask you a couple of questions. So I know for a lot of viewers that um and like a lot of people that reach out to us, sometimes they will have corporate jobs, right? Because I know you said you had a corporate job, then you made that transition into going full time. And now, like I said, it's a once a week thing. And I think for majority of us, we would like that, right? To where we can go in, have somebody run that kind of business. We come in once a week. So before we talk about that, because we will get into that um, later on, tell me about having that corporate job and kind of the importance of that. Because a lot of guys want to get into this and they want to rush into it as fast as they can possible, right? Where they're like, I want to go full time as soon as possible. But I know you didn't go that route. You kind of said, all right, then I'm going to still maintain my corporate job while building this up. So what... What went into that decision? Well, anytime you have a startup, and, and that's anytime you're starting a business from ground, you don't have products or services, you don't have customers, and you don't have reputation. So it is it is like trying to push water uphill a lot of the times. So what that what the corporate job allowed me to do was have income while I built those things, while I built my product and service, figuring out what exactly I want to do. Uh, because a lot of times when people get into this full time and they just go, now they're desperate for making money. So they're going to do jobs that they normally shouldn't do. They're going to provide services they normally don't provide. So they show up to somebody's house to, to wash the house and they go, oh, hey, by the way, do you fix gutters? Yeah, I fix gutters. Mm -hmm. How much? <laughs> uh, $100. And they kind of guess at it. And the next thing you know, they're doing services to make that extra little bit of money, but they're, they're not understanding that you really need to just focus on one product or service and sell that. So when you get started, it's hard because you don't have customers. So you've got a market. Mm -hmm. And then last, you don't have reputation. If you keep your job, work this on nights and weekends like I did, then you can build those things. And then when it's time to cut the cord, then you can cut the cord. That's the way that I found it worked for me. I have seen guys, um, a good friend of mine, Bobby Walker, um, he ended up losing his job, having to start a window cleaning company. He had no choice mm -hmm. and he made it work. But for those that have regular jobs, I, I really think that this is, this is a model that worked for me. Okay. Then what was that for, what was that deciding factor that, that allowed you to say, all right, then, you know, I've built up my kind of product and service. I've done all of this. Now I can go ahead and make that transition to working full time. I don't need the corporate job. Well, what was like one of the one or two things that made you just take that leap of faith after that? Um, well, I had a unique situation where I was able to actually go from a full time job to part time, mm -hmm. from part time job to actually a consultant. And then finally, I, I was like, OK, we're done. So my full time job to the part time job, that was the biggest jump. Mm -hmm. And really, it came down to opportunity cost because I was the only one doing the sales and I knew that if I could put in an extra 10, 15, 20 hours a week in sales, then I would be able to get this much more sales, which would cover my salary, which would cover that part-time mm -hmm. drop that I had. So I did that and then eventually was like, okay, now we're here. I went to the consultant route and I was working probably five hours a week. The rest of the time I was out you know, doing what I needed to do to grow the business and then the final deciding factor was when I was making enough money that I was like, this is just stupid. I don't even want to be bothered with that over there. So I'm done. And finally, so I'm, I got to go, guys. So that was those were the steps that, that took place. So, yeah, no, that's that's awesome to hear. Like I said, so basically, essentially, 
what what guys should do and i'm not saying like everybody has a unique path right everybody has a unique path but like you said just be able to at least cover you know the you know the income that you have from your full-time job into you know like i said your exterior cleaning business whatever it may be you want to be able to at least make up for that in that sense so that's that's awesome on another podcast, because like I said, I, I, you know, I told you I stalked you, man, <laughs> in that sense, right? I know you talked about the huge convention being pivotal for for your business. You know what I mean, and getting that education. Can you tell me when you first heard about the huge convention, um, and how that impacted your business and the education? Because I'm pretty sure when was the first huge convention that you attended? Was 2018 in Atlanta. 2018 in Atlanta. Okay, then. So I know before we talk about you being the CEO of it and purchasing it back in 2021, um, tell us about that experience because you probably, were you still working full time during that during that time frame back in 2018 with that? It, yes, in 2018 I was. I started Red Door in 2016, um, spent two years kind of growing it. And then I heard about the huge convention. I don't know why I didn't hear about it in 2017. Or I honestly, I probably did, but thought, uh, you know, I don't have time or whatever, whatever the reason was. Mm -hmm. uh, but that first one was absolutely a game changer for my company because I was able to hear from people that had been where I was at, that were facing the same struggles, but more importantly, had overcome it. There's a lot of guys that, that I'd seen on YouTube and Facebook and things like that that were giving advice that just wasn't great because they hadn't overcome it. They had read a book or they'd heard something on another podcast and they're just kind of parroting the same information. And, and I thought that the huge convention was going to be very similar to that, where I was just going to go hear the same kind of tired information and, and, it, and get out of it what I could. And I found it to be completely different. First of all, I was very motivational. So I, I was around, uh, a thousand other guys and, and, and girls that were doing the same thing that I was doing, that were in the pressure washing, window washing space. And so that was kind of cool to see. Then the second were the breakout sessions and go into those and going, okay, how can I dial in my marketing? What numbers do I need to be looking at? And I took all of this information and I came away with three things that I needed to implement um, in my business. One was tracking my numbers Two was having an effective hiring, you know, platform system, onboarding, all of that. And, and then the third was, how can you grow? What, what does your growth model look like? And it really ties into that number one, knowing your numbers, but it's about having a, a vision for your company. And so I took those three, those three things implemented. I think in 2018, we were probably doing I, maybe... 250,000 a year in revenue, maybe 300,000, somewhere in there. Um, I took those things, implemented it, and we grew from 300 to about 500, 550 that next year. So mm -hmm. almost doubling the business just by implementing the three things that I learned. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this again. So attended in 2019, went there um, in Branson, uh, same thing went from 500 to about 750 and and then in 20 no 2019 is when we crossed a million mm -hmm. so um you know just by implementing those things just three things i would pick out three things because if you go there and and you try to implement everything you learn your your head's going to explode and you're going to get nothing done you know so it's like picking those three things and then in 21 um the my uh, one of my business partners called me and he goes, hey, the huge convention. Um, I think we can get that bought. 
uh, would you like to be in on that? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Great convention. So um, we all got together, um, you know, myself, um, a couple guys that really aren't in the industry. Um, they, they are, but they're not. They're nobody um, that people have heard of a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was a couple other guys that, that joined in. Um, Sid Graff, you know him, um, a guy named Jared Skinner, super great guy. Um, and Bobby joined um, in as well. And, and we were like, okay, let's buy this and let's turn it into something even cooler. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome that you say that when it comes to, you know, the education piece, because that will take guys from one level to the next, because I think that the only thing that stops from somebody from getting to one level to another level is just the information that they have, right? We're all capable of it, but we may not have the information, right? <laughs> In that sense. And so that was also good where you talked about implementing, taking away at least your biggest rocks that you have that are going to push the needle exponentially for your business in that sense. So I love I love to hear that. So where are you guys currently standing at right now? Because as I talked about in the very beginning, right, you had Red Door Pro Wash. Like I said, as you know, you started in 2016. But now you also have Red Door Lighting Company, Solid Garage Floor Coatings. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, how you were able to start some of those companies and the motive, you know, the motivation and the intention behind starting these multiple companies? Yeah, absolutely. So the the lighting company was actually birthed right out of our um, power washing company. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to keep the guys busy during the winter season. And so about five years ago, I started, you know, hanging Christmas lights. And I think our first year we did I don't know, thirty or forty thousand dollars in Christmas lights. Um, it's funny. I talked to guys today, and their first year they're doing a hundred grand, you know. Or, or. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's super cool. That's awesome because five years ago people were just kind of starting to get into it, mm-hmm. and and so we did that, and and we grew, 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 and then I was like, okay, we need to make this year round. So we need to add landscape lighting. We need to add permanent install lighting. And make this its own company. So two years ago, two or three years ago, I decided, okay, it's going to be its own thing. Um, We did that and grew that. And now it's its own separate thing. And then um, Solid Garage Floor Coatings, um, one of my other partners, Jared, I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. um, came up to to us with an idea and was like, hey, um, I've got Solid Garage Floor Coatings. I would love to, you know, bring you guys into the fold. Um, we can do a licensing agreement and then kind of all mush this together and, and make something cool out of it. So I was like, okay, that's about a year ago. I said, I'm all in. Um, and it, it's an up and coming industry. There's a lot of growth potential there. The cost of startup is very high. Um, and the labor skill needed to execute on that is also very high. Um, it's, it is a craft. It's not like washing a house. And if you mess something up, you can go kind of touch it up and not a big deal. When you lay that epoxy mm-hmm. it's, it's done. And there's a, there's a, it, you can repair it, but it is difficult. So you, you kind of need systems processes and, and a whole thing to make it work. So what we did was, uh, we started that and we had his systems and processes. I just had to find local labor, um, hired some guys, got the box truck, sunk, you know, a, a bunch of money into it. Um, epoxy flooring companies, their first year or two are, are not profitable or not very profitable. Um, but after that, they, they get extremely profitable. Mm-hmm, because you kind of have to learn through your mistakes and things like that, right? Yep. 
And so I have a couple of questions to ask you, you know, based off of those multiple companies in that sense, because that's awesome. Like I said, once again, that, you know, you have that, but I'm like, man, you sound like you're just starting business to business <laughs> in that sense, right? What's been the key factor of you being able to, was like Red Door Pro Wash one of those businesses where it's like, all right, then like once you attended the huge, once you got those three things that you implemented, you're like, look, I have this system. I have all of this. I can carry this into, you know, each one of these other businesses. How are you able to manage all of that? Because some people can't even run $1 million, you know, exterior cleaning company. So how are you able to, to run these three, you know, businesses for, I should say? Finding the right people. <laughs> so it's finding the right people to run the business, people that know how to execute on your vision, people that are, are able to be held accountable um, to, to whatever the KPIs are, and then explain when things kind of dip down. Um, I had a, a meeting, uh, it was a week ago today, our sales were, were down probably about 60% of where they needed to be. And, and we just solved the problem right there. And we actually beat our sales goal last year, uh, last week, um, by, I think about 30%. Um, I'll find out later today, the, the exact number, but they beat the sales goal because we tweaked a couple things. Um, one guy got on fire. He sold about $40,000 last week. Just one, one, one sales rep. So <laughs> he got a little crazy hey, and it was just, it was just some motivation, you know? Um, and you know, it's funny. He's not even motivated. He's not motivated by money. It's the weirdest thing. He's motivated by just helping people. And so we have to frame everything. It's like, how many people are we going to help this week? Mm -hmm. And, and he helped $40,000 worth of people. So we're, we're happy to see that, but it's, it's knowing those KPIs and being able to take a, a, a step back and being able to direct and lead people. The, the problem that, that I saw, even when I was in the business myself is I was so busy doing things, you know, Oh, truck sevens out of this job and the pressure washer won't start, or this is happening, yada, yada, yada. And, and you don't have time to even, manage your KPIs when you're having to deal with uh, putting out fires everywhere. So um, you have to get a good service manager and then a good general manager. And those are steps and it takes you time to get there. And you've got to give up some of your money, you know, in order to make that happen. But um, if you can step away from the business uh, and, and let it grow without you and then have other businesses you're doing the same thing with, it's a compounding effect. Yeah. All right. then. so that is that is really good advice when it comes to that. Just kind of the people that you're implementing, the people that you have in there. So what was the hardest thing you faced when growing, you know, your exterior cleaning business? What was what was one of the hardest things that uh, you faced? Uh, people again. I mean, it's it is the people. It's, uh, you know, finding the right people to execute on the tasks. Um and, you know, the guys that are out there doing the pressure washing and then finding the right people to lead those people. Um, getting clients is never, never a hard thing. Um, it is getting the right people so your reputation isn't damaged, so that your labor um, costs are in line. And uh, the, the only way that I found to do that is everybody is 100% accountable to our core values. Everybody knows them. Um, we go through them. We have four of them. And four days a week, we go through what that core value is. And um, the, the fifth day is a safety meeting. And those are each of the standups. So our people know the core values. They know the core values. And what are your core values? <laughs> so uh, we have principled, mm -hmm. uh, purposeful, mm -hmm. professional, 
and personal. Mm-hmm. So we're we're purposeful. We we have a system and and a process for everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are professional. Um, all of our trucks are clean. Our uniforms are clean. Our guys look good. Uh, you know, we have these different facets that we call out and we go, hey, you're being very purposeful today. You're working with a sense of urgency. You're being principled today. Here's, here's you know, the things that I saw that you're doing. So we have all four of those. They, they call each other out on them every day during the standup. Somebody's talking about them. So they know exactly what those are instead of going, I came up with five cool core values that I wrote on a poster and, and okay, it took me 10 minutes. I put it on a poster and nobody's ever seen it since. Mm-hmm. That, that's useless. <laughs> and I know I put you on the spot that I was like, oh man, I, you know, I, I said name is core values, but you hit it on the head in that sense, because yeah, like I said, if you don't give your team a direction on where you want them to go, then everybody's going to develop their own principles, right? Everybody's going to develop their own core values in that sense that may not align with the total company. But like you said, if you implement that and you have that in there, you have that. What has been, I guess, because you don't have to give away all the secrets, right? Everybody can go to the huge convention. They can do all of that. I don't want you to give away all the secrets. But one thing though, what has been like one key component of you finding good people? Like I said, you can just leave it down to one, but what's been like that one key component of finding people that will follow core values that will you know, that will go ahead and like follow directions, all of that and lead, right? Because there's not going to be an SOP for everything. There's not always going to be a process for everything. So you want to find people that will be problem solvers, right? Yep. So so what's your biggest thing on like finding those kind of people? Uh, it's It's got to be a good interview. Um, a lot of times, in, in, and I found myself early, early on in my company doing this is, okay, he showed up for the interview. He's got the job. Mm-hmm. Rather than digging in and going, okay, I need to be slow to hire and quick to fire. Instead, most people are very quick to hire, very slow to fire. And once you flip that script and and you take your time and you're diligent about who you're hiring, then that's when the magic happens. So often what we do is we we wait until we're desperate, you know, somebody quits and then it's like, oh, I got to put an ad on Indeed and try to get people in. And then all of a sudden you're, you're just looking at warm bodies because you got jobs piling up. But if you're not re- constantly recruiting and interviewing and hiring based on your core values, then you're going to get desperate and things are going to get messed up. Yeah, see, and that's and that's very smart to do, which a lot of people don't do, right? And like you said, you want to be able to anticipate and not react to those kind of things in that sense, right? So always have that. Well, thank you for that. Um, so like I said, you have these three businesses. What you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to name all of them in that sense. But what type of sales and marketing do you do for your for your companies? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, Google, um, SEO for Google organic search. So if you look at the metrics, most, um, consumers spend twice or three times as long on your website when they come from an organic search versus a paid search, um, which is very interesting. Um, so we started, uh, we use a a program called Collaborate Pros. Um, they essentially do blogging for your website. Uh, Dave Kaminsky teaches at the Huge Convention. He's going to teach again this year. He will show you how to do this for free. You don't have to pay him. He's going to show you these are the things you need to do. And he's also going to say, don't have ChatGPT write your blog post because 
Google's going to start looking at that and going AI generated and, and start kicking those out. Um, all of his content writers are um, actual human beings. Um, he posts blog posts, but he will teach you how to do that and what keywords you should use and how the picture should do for free. He's going to take an hour and do that. Um, or you can pay for a service. I pay for a service. I don't have time to write blog posts anymore. But when I first started, I was writing it myself. So mm -hmm. um, we use that. Uh, Google pay-per-click is good for us. Um, and then my my crazy ninja one that I use all the time is uh, every door direct mail postcards, mm -hmm. uh, which interestingly, because I've been asked by probably a hundred people to design a course on how to do EDDM, because I've learned we probably, we probably mail about a million postcards a year. So that's a lot. That's a lot of postcards. <laughs> and and we buy them by the palette. And I basically have created or I'm creating this course. I have a couple of videos to finish up where I show you how to design the postcard, what to do, what kind of offer to do, when to send them, how to send them, how to set it up, because EDM can be confusing. You look at it and go, I don't even know what to do. They I downloaded these forms and I and I every time I try to fill them out, the post office kicks them back, but they're not telling me what to do. And then I've got another couple like little ninja things in there um, that that will show you how to make um, EDDM work for you. We get anywhere between a six to eight times return every time we drop EDDMs, Ooh. which is good. It's <laughs> yeah. very because if you say uh, if you're sending out a million. You're probably spending six figures then, right? On 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 EDDMs a year, and if you're getting a, as you know, if you're getting a six, you know, a six at least a six x return, we can all do the numbers on that, right? At the very least, you know, we can all get the numbers on that. Um, what is that? What would that course be called? I'll definitely want to, you know, like I said, go ahead. Uh, I'm not even sure what I'm calling it yet, uh, but uh, what I'll do is I'll send you a link after it's done, um, and and show you what it's all about. Perfect. Perfect. Because like I said, I think that will help a lot of guys out um, just because, you know, as we talk to guys whenever they want to grow their businesses and have all of that. And the thing that I always tell people is this, because I know you talked about um, SEO and Google pay-per-click, right? When do you think that new, because I get this question a lot. When do you think that exterior cleaning businesses should invest in a digital marketing? Because as you already know, like, or you may not know, I know I had Pat Clark on here, right? Previously. And he was like, look, you know, Goya, get off your ass. You know what I mean? Go ahead, knock doors, do all of this, right? But when do you think that exterior cleaning companies, because you're right, SEO, Google ads, that can be very profitable. When do you think that they should in, should invest in their business into those kind of, you know, I, I should say marketing avenues for digital marketing? When do you think that company or like a new company should first invest into that? After you've proven that you can make your business work. Um, so it's probably going to be six months. It's maybe not your first year, but your second year over the winter, um, I would highly suggest doing um, the necessary stuff to get your SEO where it needs to be, to get your business on the first page. You know, during that first year or so, you're going to be getting reviews and things like that. So before you invest money um, in that sort of thing, make sure you want to do this, make sure that the business works, make sure you can get customers, make sure that you can deliver the service and you can sell it. Uh, after that, game over. Um, I wouldn't do any paid marketing until that happens. So you're out there using your network, you're putting uh, flyers on people's doors, you know, you're door knocking, you're doing everything you need to do to get that free 
um, I wouldn't say free marketing, but it's it's those jobs with a zero dollar um, acquisition, except for your time, which is valuable and you need to value it. But you're not out there spending at you know a thousand or two or three thousand dollars a month in SEO and paid clicks and things when your business doesn't support that yet. Yeah. So you're basically saying that in the beginning, you need to trade your time for money in that sense. And and we all start there, right? We There's always levels to it as business owners, because we all start there. Unless you were like Donald Trump, you got an investment from people and you can have that. Because then you would say once they have that kind of foundation to where basically they know how to get jobs on their on their own out of a, out of a whim, then they can amplify that with digital marketing then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, then I see. I see. Is there any marketing efforts that you stopped, you know, in the past few years? Uh, Radio. (laughs) Radio. (laughs) I would say that because I know you're a big KPI guy with radio. You can't really track the KPIs on that, can you? Uh, No, we've we've tried every which way on on radio and it just has not been fruitful for us. And and here's 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 my thing. I was spending about two thousand dollars a month on radio. Mm-hmm. And and I said one day I think we we're in a marketing meeting and I said, why don't we just take that two thousand dollars and put it in EDDMs? Mm-hmm. We know what we get when we when we do that. So that lever, we, we still we could probably spend twenty thousand dollars a month on EDDMs mm-hmm. and just and get that return. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> I know, like I said, a lot of guys, what they'll do is they'll send out EDDMs in that sense, and they'll do it once, right? Well, they'll do it once, and they'll say, like, this doesn't work at this point. Oh, and, yeah, and then, like I said, I'm pretty sure you've heard that all the time, where it's like, if you send out, like, oh, I sent out 2,000, I should be able to get at least 100 to 200 calls, right? Um, and like I said, <laughs> yeah, see? And um, what I tell guys in that sense, I'm not I'm not an EDDM expert like how you are, right? I, I definitely am not. But um, but like I said, one thing that I tell guys is that it's something that you have to be strategic with, right? In that sense, right? You want to be able, you know, whether it's returning customers, whether it's like people that already kind of know your business, you want it to be more effective. You want to send it to more effective places in that sense, mm-hmm. right? So I'm pretty sure you would go over that in your course. Like I said, I'm not going to try to sit here and act like I'm an EDDM expert. No, no, no. And, I, and I'll give your listeners one um, one nugget um, when you're when you're out there is a lot of times they they'll send two thousand cards to a neighborhood that they want to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not where you want to go. Um, you want to send 2000 cards to, to places that you work in now where you are profitable and you have to dig, you have to own a neighborhood first. And that's how I took over. I owned a neighborhood one at a time. And I put every bit of my marketing efforts into, into a neighborhood that had say a thousand homes and I'm in there and people, there are still neighborhoods where they're they're like we see you guys in here two and three times a week, mm-hmm. and it's yeah because we own that neighborhood. Nobody can come into that neighborhood. <laughs> he said nobody can come into that neighborhood. <laughs> so I want to ask you this because I was watching I was watching one of the podcasts you were on, and it was actually very interesting when you said this. Right, so you're out of Fredericksburg, Virginia, correct? Mm-hmm. And I know that you said something about multi-location. So do you only have one location now or do you still have multiple locations? 
We have we have a, a second location that is south of us. We tried a location north of us. It's about an hour north in northern Virginia, and it mm-hmm. fell flat on its face. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple of reasons. One, I didn't have the right person up there. And two, it's a completely different labor force. And just it's a it's a hard place to do business when you're not up there. So I took that location. I moved it south. And now we're doing OK. Mm-hmm. So I probably needed to do more market research or something. I'm not really sure. Um, I just know that it didn't work. Will it work in the future? Yeah, I just have to have the right person. Okay. And so so what would you tell guys like um, in that sense when it comes to, because I hear guys sometimes say, man, my friend can go over here and like start this, that, and the other. And I think you already kind of answered it where you said you have to find the right person. But also, like you said, market research, like if you could do it over again, what would you do in order or, you know, what would you tell guys that are thinking about opening up multi locations? Because I tell guys personally, sometimes have you extracted as much as you can from your local area? Right. Have you are you working with like over 75 to 80 percent of the people that are in there? If you're doing that, then you can move on. But if not, you still are leaving a lot of money on the table. Oh, yeah. And that well. Exactly. That's great advice. Um, Most of the times people get this idea that, oh, well, if I have multiple locations, then I'm successful and I need to expand because, you know, I think I've tapped out my market here. And Mm -hmm. if if you're not capitalizing as much as you can on your current location, then and, and then if you don't have the systems, processes and people in place at your current location, how are you going to take a train wreck and move it down the street and think it's going to work any better? It's not, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely is not going to happen when it comes to that in that sense. Right. I definitely understand that. So I know we talked about the importance of coaching and education when it comes to growing your exterior cleaning business. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the huge convention, because I know that's going to be from August 23rd through August 25th. So the first thing, I think you kind of went over a little bit, but I guess you can elaborate on it more what made you in 2021 want to really buy it, right? What made you want to buy the huge convention? Well, a couple of reasons. One, great investment. Um, number two, uh, we really wanted to see this thing grow um, and wanted it to change it from just a pressure washing, window washing convention to a full home services convention mm-hmm. and, and be able to bring different verticals to, to people and, and be able to, to go, okay, here, here's something else that you can offer maybe as an ancillary service, or maybe this is a completely different vertical that you can get into. For example, Christmas lights or garage flooring, things like that, where you can go, okay, I'm doing okay here. I've got guys running this company. Now I want to move over here and, and try this. So that was the, the two reasons um, to tell people about it. Um, on Wednesday, we've got pre-show classes. If you go to our website, hugeconvention.com, click pre-show classes, it'll list those. Those are third-party classes put on. And then on Thursday and Friday, we start with a general session, which is everybody all in the same room. We're expecting about 2,000 people there and maybe even more. We had 1,500 last year. However, we do have a vendor that is giving away a gift that's valued at over $150,000 that is going to change somebody's business. You've got to be in person to win, but you're, it's a group of uh, different vendors and they are giving one person a complete business transformation um, with the most sought after companies out there. So um, I'm not going to spoil their announcement, but it's going to be 
huge, no pun intended, but you have to be in person to win. You can enter, it's free to enter one person, their life is going to be changed, um, you know, on August 25th. So um, we've got a keynote speaker that's going to come in on day one is a guy named Michael Burnoff. He uses a uh, technique called uh, neuro-linguistic programming or NLP. Uh, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, Google that. Um, but really what it does is it teaches people how to use certain words to trigger people into a buying process. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very psychological, it has been tested for 50 years or more. And it's different words that you can use or reframing things that you're saying to, to get your customers to buy, but also more importantly, to get yourself to do the things that you need to do. Um, he talks about motivation and how motivation is, you know, uh, many school, there's a lot more to it. He's going to spend an hour taking people through that. It's going to be transformational. Um, I was at his office in Phoenix um, a couple months ago, and uh, he's got a giant list of people that he's helped personally. And if you wanted to go and work with Michael at his office for a day, it would cost you $25,000. <laughs> yeah, very big money. He's going to give that same sort of thing in an hour in a group setting. It's going to be great. Um, and then we have our general session. Um, we're going to have some great speakers there. And then we got our breakout sessions. And if you go to the website and, and click on those, you're going to see our speakers and you're going to see what breakout session that they're, that they're teaching and the topic. And you've got all of those. We're recording every one of those. And, you know, that's available to purchase. I think it's 99 bucks or something like that. It's, it's almost a no brainer. We just take that money and we pay our videographer and mm -hmm. you get copies of every breakout session. So you don't have to worry about, I haven't been, you know, I can't get at all of them because we've got 25 of them. You can't get to all of them. So you pick the ones that you, that are really going to matter. Ones that you maybe want to ask uh, questions in and th they'll be able to answer those questions. You do that. Thursday night, we're having an uh, awesome get together. Uh, we've got an, a Nashville band that's coming in. They're going to play some music, uh, country and rock, and it's, they do a lot of covers. Super great time. And then Friday, we repeat the same thing. Expo is going to be open. We've got over 100 vendors, um, all different industries. Um, huge expo space. I think we have 70,000 square feet of space. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got all kinds of stuff. Anywhere between, you know, soft washing stuff. We've got a couple of companies that do those big drones that do soft washing, mm -hmm. uh, everything. And you can go in there and you can talk to these vendors and ask them questions like what chemicals are best for this? Or um, this is the kind of problem I have. And do, does your product solve this problem? And, and talk to those people. So that's it in a nutshell. It's two hugely packed days that you, you walk out, your brain is fried, but you come away with three good ideas to implement and, and you just move on and start conquering the world. Oh, that's awesome. And like I said, guys, all, all of this information, like I said, the Huge Mission website, all of that will be linked in the description. Like I said, on the podcast, on YouTube, on everything, right? To where we'll have that in the description if you guys want to go and you want to sign up. And I can personally attest to it. Like I said, I've, and, and like I told Jonathan, I've been going, um, like I said, this will be my third one. This will be my third one. I've been going, you know, I went to the one in Atlanta in 2021, which was, I liked. And like I said, the one last year in 2022 in Nashville, that one, I loved every single experience of that. Like I said, you guys laid it out to where, you know, the hotel, you know, in the Gaylord Hotel, like I said, that's a very nice hotel. It was very easy to navigate because usually you go to these type of conventions, right? 
because like I said, man, I want to talk a little bit more about it for you in that sense too. Just out of personal experience. I know sometimes you'll go to these events and it's like, you know, you're, you're trying to find transportation, right? To go like, to go somewhere to eat, to go here, to like network with certain things. But it felt like when we were at this, there's places to eat in there. You know what I mean? It's big enough to where you don't feel super crowded. Like you don't feel all of that. So yeah. Can you, are there, is there anything new? Cause I know, I know besides like the basically pimp my business, you know what I mean? Like kind of like pimp my ride to where you say somebody's life's going to really change in that sense. Is there anything else that's like going to be new that people can anticipate that, you know, that have gone in the past, right. And that they can be like, Oh man, this is different than what it was in years past. If not, I understand it's already a great event. Yeah. So there, there are a couple like little uh, things that we're working on. Actually, it's, I'm flying to, to Nashville in, in a couple minutes to go and meet oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, and actually finalize a lot of the things that, that we're talking about. So there's a lot of stuff that we've got ideas for that. It's like, OK, we just need to be able to execute them. Um, so, yes, there there's a few changes that are coming that are going to be really cool things. Uh, but nothing solid. So I don't want to go, hey, we're going to do this. Um, one thing that we do have locked in is that we're actually doing a kidrepreneur class. So um, basically, you can bring your kids. I think it's uh, the website. Whenever you go to register, it tells you exactly. But I think it's like age nine to 13, let's say, or nine to 15. And we've got two ladies that are coming in there and they're going to teach the kids entrepreneur techniques. Um, you know, how to start a business, what it looks like, you know, and they do something simple, maybe a lemonade stand, but it's really getting the kids focus on entrepreneurship and how, um, you know, basically what are your parents doing, you know, um, cause being an entrepreneur is a little weird. And then second, it's, um, looking at, um, if I wanted to start a business, how do I do that? How does a business even work? Um, if I go collect $100 from a person, do I just get to put the $100 in my pocket? Well, no, you have expenses. So they kind of break that down in a level that they understand. So that's super cool. And that's, they drop them off uh, at the general session. They walk through the general session with everybody. Then they go eat lunch with the group. We pay for that. And then they have their whole afternoon with with uh, with Hillary and her team to to really knock it out of the park. So it's almost like free babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> except not free. I mean, there is a ticket price, but it really just covers the meals and the, and the ladies pay. So we're, we want to do that to really get kids thinking about entrepreneurship. That is awesome to hear. Like I've never really heard of a convention doing that. So that is, that is very awesome. Like I said, guys, August 23rd through the 25th, right? Yep, absolutely. And then I gave you a coupon code, take another 25 bucks off. The tickets are right now only 189 bucks. It's almost a no brainer. The hotel rooms, I think are 205 or 209, maybe 215. I'm not sure. Normally when you're going to stay at the Gaylord Opry land, just go look at another date. Go look at a date in like June or July. You know, you're going to be spending $400 a night on these rooms. They're <laughs> nice. They're super they are nice. <laughs> um, and hey, if you can't spring 200 bucks a night on a hotel, completely get it. There are hotels that are within walking-ish distance. Um, they're not as nice. Um, but if you can stay on property, if your business can support that sort of thing, or if you just make this a vacation, stay on property. It's, it's really cool. No, definitely. It definitely is. So like I said, they can go to find that. So I only got, I know, I know you got a flight in a minute, man. So I, you know, I'm going to, I'll ask you two more questions in that sense. Right. I always ask everybody this. So what's a personal life hack that has made you a better entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. Uh, 
I think my morning routine has is really the thing that is that is locked it down. So um, before I would uh, my alarm would go off, I would probably hit it like three times, roll out of bed, and then you know get in the truck and go right to the office. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, hang on. Um, what are what are some things that are that are going to be different? So I started doing you know a morning meditation. Um, I use a full focus planner, which I look at, you know, before I even start my day, after I do my meditation, got my coffee, and I'm in there planning out my day, instead of being extremely reactive, I'm very proactive, these are the things I need to accomplish, here's my appointments, and I take that time, and then I start my day, you know, it's so that morning routine has really changed how I function as an entrepreneur. That's, that's awesome. Like I said, because People shouldn't copy your exact morning routine because we always have different, but you're right. Have developing that morning routine and have, because I know we're all probably victim of that to where as an entrepreneur, you'll wake up, you'll, you'll look at Slack or you'll look at something else and you'll be like, your day just starts stressed at that point. Right. And then you just go in there, you take it out on other people and then all of that. Right. Um, also, my last question in that sense is um, where can people find you? Like where where can we find you um, when sure. it comes to not just you personally, but, you know, just like I said, huge convention, all of that. So where can people find you? Yeah. So socials, um, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram is just I am Jonathan Maynard. So you can find me there. Uh, thehugeconvention.com. Also, you can email me, Jonathan at thehugeconvention.com. I'm Jonathan with an A. And, you know, that's that's where you can find me. I'm always happy to help. Um, I'm also on Boxer. So if you can find me on Boxer as well just hit me up there well that's awesome like i said i really appreciate your time like i said i know that you're a very busy very 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 busy guy and like i said we look forward to seeing the changes um that you make at the huge convention and like i and like i also said like thank you for telling you know us about your businesses and how you've been able to grow them some of the challenges that you had all of that so like i said guys this is jonathan well both jonathan's like i said (laughs) these are both jonathan's And like I said, we will see you guys in the next video. Everything about the huge convention, um, like I said, the $25 off coupon, you know, to where you can buy your tickets. All of that, guys, will be in the description below to where you'll be able to find all of this stuff. And we'll also leave the links, like I said, to where you can find Jonathan that. But other than that, though, we will catch you guys in the next video.